Hi everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of Sorting Pin. August marks one year of this podcast, and in that time we've released 26 episodes. I'm super excited about the progress we've made since we first launched last August, and I'm looking forward to all the episodes to come. Personally, I've had a lot of fun with the interviews and getting to chat with producers, experts, and even some friends in new ways that I've really never expected. So thank you all for being a part of this, and thanks for listening. I hope you'll continue to find value in the podcast and the info that we're providing each episode. One of my favorite parts of doing the podcast has been hearing from those of you who have listened. If there's something that you've enjoyed or you have follow-up questions or someone you want me to do a part two interview with or a totally new subject that you want me to cover on the podcast, please give me a call at the CCA office or shoot me an email and I'd love to hear from you and any feedback and ideas that you have to continue to make this podcast a success. Our episode today is taking a little bit of a twist as we've teamed up with WSR Insurances to do a joint episode. We've recorded an episode for their podcast, and we're going to use it on this one. A few years ago, WSR became the exclusive insurance broker of CCA. WSR is available to assist CCA members and producers with all sorts of insurance needs, as you hopefully already have learned from either listening to this podcast or reading about it in our other publications. WSR's commitment to their customers and the cattle industry is truly what makes the partnership a win-win. Over the years, they've helped hundreds of members with pasture, rangeland, and forage insurance needs, and PRF is actually what we're going to discuss on this episode today. This episode, as I said, is a bit of a twist because it was recorded for WSR's podcast, but we're going to have it as a crossover on Sorting Pen as the information about PRF is just as useful for those of you who listen to this podcast. The sales season for PRF is just about to begin on September 1st, so keep it right here and learn all about it now from WSR's Matt Griffith. Although we have still a month plus of summer, it's never too early to start talking about one of WSR's uh, most popular programs specifically for livestock producers, and that is the Pasture Rangeland and Forage, also known as PRF program which has a closing date of December 1st. Joining me to talk about that policy today and how to write that policy with WSR, why you should write it with WSR and what else you can get from this policy is WSR's Matt Griffith. Hi, Katie. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to see you, Matt. Thanks for joining us. For those of you who have been listening to the first couple episodes, Matt joined us on episode one, um, and he's going to join us as well, as I said today, to talk about PRF. But for those who maybe haven't listened, Matt, or need a quick reminder, can you give us a short intro to what you do at WSR and who you are? Sure, Katie. I am a partner at WSR, and I specialize with the livestock-related products, so specifically the pasture, rangeland, and forage, and the livestock risk protection. WSR is a full-service agency, and we are a brokerage firm, so we can kind of cover all of your insurance needs, but those are the two areas that I specialize in. As we were talking about, PRF season is upon us, um, even though it has a December 1st closing date. I know you guys like that to be more around November 1st because it takes a while, which we'll get into. But we are upon the season of it opening for sales. Can you give us kind of a quick overview of the program? Absolutely. Katie, with the Pasture, Rangeland, and Forage Rainfall Insurance Program, what a customer is actually obligating themselves to purchase would be a contract, an insurance policy that is based off of a rainfall index. And the rainfall index is established through the USDA's grid system. And the grids are, they're actually a quarter of a point latitude and longitude. But in layman's terms, it's a 12 by 12 mile grid 
that encompasses all of the rain data for that grid. So it's not your personal rainfall amounts. It's whatever the grid captures in the NOAA weather stations. And with that, it is based off of two-month intervals. So you would be buying coverage for your historical rainfall amounts in January and February, that 60-day period. And there's multiple coverage levels that are available for the customer to purchase. You don't have to do all of your acres. And it is a calendar year policy. So it goes into effect January 1st would be your first interval that would be available would be January and February. And it ends December 31st. It's very flexible. You don't have to do all of your acres. And it's subsidized by the USDA. The lower the coverage amount, the higher the subsidy. And there's lots of different coverage amounts available. When we speak about coverage amounts, it's covering your historical average rainfall amount. And that history began in 1948, and it continues to go on to the present. So just because we have been in four or five dry years, the average that we're insuring doesn't go down significantly just because of the fact that it's just one more year added to the last 78. So it starts on January 1st and it covers the whole year? It can. Um, it just depends on the intervals that are available for your county that are offered by the USDA. So as we are in the very northern part of the state, it is a calendar year policy where it covers, it, you have that option available for the whole year. As we get to the drier part portions of the state, a lot of times what we see is coverage ending in March, April, or April, May, and then picking back up in the fall. You also have mentioned it's a flexible policy, and you kind of talked a little bit about that, but can you give us an example of how someone might make it more flexible to their operation? Or Katie, this is how I started. So I was actually a customer of the Pasture Rangeland and Forage product long before I became an agent, and whenever Jim Van approached Julie and myself about the opportunity to buy PRF, um, I was hesitant because I didn't know a lot about it. Sure. And and I wanted to make sure that we were going to be, it was going to work for our needs. So what we did, we did not use all of our acres. We took a, half of our acres and we enrolled it in the program to make sure that it was going to be a good fit. And I didn't buy it at the highest level. That's one, those are two ways that it can be flexible to match any operation. The fact that you don't have to do all of your acres and with the different coverage levels, if you only wanted to insure 70% of your historical rainfall, that's quite a bit cheaper than if you wanted to insure 90%. So the historical rainfall, it seems like that is a huge pro for this program, having all of that data from 1948. Absolutely is. With having that much data available to us, what we can kind of do on our side is look for weather patterns. A lot of people that are selling PRF are only showing, a lot of other agencies are only showing the last 10 years. At WSR, we don't believe in that just because of the fact that the last 10 years have been so dry. We want to take a further look back and see if we can pick out if maybe there's such a thing where you can see where there's a history of four or five wet years followed by six or seven dry years. If that's something that is going on, we want to make the customer aware of the fact that, you know, we might be approaching a wetter pattern in the near future. And because we have history back to 1948, we can really take an in-depth look and try to find what those weather cycles look like. For sure. That's a great point about um, one of the differences of WSR writing this policy. Uh, we'll get back to that. But in the meantime, I wanted to ask you about, is there any indication of what the long-range forecast looks like for 2023? Is it good news, bad news, somewhere in the middle? Are people going to turn the podcast off? <laughs> well, as we as we sit here in the beginning of August... I wish I had better news for the West 
coast states, specifically California in particular, but they are calling for the winter of 2023 to be another La Nina year. And I know most people that are listening to this podcast are very familiar with what La Nina means for our state. It's not ideal, but you know, it's some, some years it's not terrible and we are early enough where that model could change. But with NOAA's latest long range forecast, they are predicting another La Nina year. This would be the third La Nina year, correct? Correct. And it is an anomaly. I think we were reading an article last week where it talked about this was only the fourth time in the last 50 years where it's happened, where they've had three consecutive La Nina years. But but with that, Katie, with PRF and with what we do with the grid system and the intervals that are available and looking at the grid's history, I really would like to encourage potential customers to not chase the forecast because... When you do that, you're going to have years where you miss out and there's indemnities that are paid and you might be caught in a year where you could owe a premium just by jumping in and out. I like to use 2017 as a good example because for us in California, if we remember 2017, we were extremely wet the first half of the year. It, there was flooding. It rained from January 1st all the way through, it seemed like, every day until the end of March. Once that happened, the rest of the year and the intervals that were available became very dry. PRF is not drought insurance. It doesn't take a drought for the pasture, rangeland, and forage program to work. All we need is a dry 60-day period, and that's going to chip away at your premium if we have coverage there. In 2017, with the first half of the year being so wet, those first three intervals, we paid nothing on the premium, but starting May and June... It turned very dry, and once we got through the summer months and on through the fall, most everybody's premium was paid, and they had actually were, were receiving indemnities. So it doesn't take a drought year for a producer to receive, to see the benefit of PRF. So to see those intervals and where the coverage is, is that the first step of getting started in PRF? Can you do that on your own, or is that when you reach out to WSR and say, hey, I might be interested in this program? Yeah, the, the first step would be, to make a phone call or to go to the website and submit an inquiry form. And then an agent will reach out and we can look at your operations history based off of your locations to make sure that the grids are a good place to write PRF in. That's the initial step. Once an agent makes contact with a potential customer, we typically show up with a mapped out proposal and then we listen to customer feedback on where they would like coverage. We show the history of the grid, what intervals typically are the best places to place coverage, but then we also listen to the customer on when it's most important to their operation, the timeliness of the precipitation. What other than that do potential customers need to know about reaching out for PROF or what do they need to bring to participate? Well, the, the first thing, the main thing, I guess, would be we do have to work with the FSA office to have the 1026 form on file. And that form, one form is good for the entire nation, but it is what meets the eligibility requirements for a customer, and that's to receive the subsidy. The second thing we ask is if you happen to have a 578 report, that's a huge benefit because of the fact that we can map out your farm track and field numbers. So we could actually have a full proposal made before we meet a potential customer if we have that form. Okay, so let's say I've met with you, we've gone over it, I've given you my forms to participate. When do I actually need to pay the premium? 
Ah, very good question. That is one of the selling points of the pasture rangeland and forage program is there is no upfront premium owed. If a premium is due, it's at the back end of the policy. So statements are issued in September and we have to have that amount taken care of before the December 1st sign-up deadline for the next year. So I sign up this November 2022. I'm not paying the premium until September 2023. That's correct. That's when you will receive your first notice. Now, if you're in a spot where you are looking for a tax write-off in this current calendar year, once we have a policy number, you can pay a portion of the premium and use it as an expense for this year, but it's not required. The first time you will see a bill will be in September of 2023. That's pretty awesome. It makes it very nice. Yeah. So I mentioned at the very beginning that the closing date, sales date is December 1st. I know that in talking with you and Jim before, you've said, let's pretend it's November 1st, basically. Why is that? Is there, there's only two forms, but I'm sure there's a lot of back and forth that has to go on. Correct. If, on our side, if a producer calls, of course, we're going to try our best to squeeze you in. The hard part is getting all the documents taken care of before that December 1st deadline. So the sooner, the better. We're actually going around and meeting with customers and showing them the pro, what, how PRF works today. Rates come out September 1st for the next calendar year, that's when we can tell you exactly what your premium could be. But we're explaining the program now and signing folks up just because of the interest that we're seeing. You know, it's so dry all across the nation that people are reaching out early and it looks like we're going to be busy this year. Yeah, I would imagine so. How much do have rates changed year to year? Do they change drastically or does it just depend? It just depends. The rates are set by the USDA, their risk management agency branch. And some years what we'll see is rates could be increased or decreased as much as 20%. That's not normal. Um, Most years they are adjusted slightly, but we don't know until the new rates do come out. Gotcha. Well, we'll look for those to come September 1st. Uh, I mentioned it, but there are a lot of reasons um, that WSR is a great option to go with for PRF. What is one of the ways WSR is different than other companies who are also writing the same program? That's a good question. What we're seeing is a lot of new agencies are trying to dabble in PRF. And one of the things that sets us apart at WSR is our experience. Uh, we began writing this these policies in 2013. Well, actually, that's when I began writing the policies. They were actually wrote in the office two years before that, so 2011. So we have quite a bit of experience with PRF, I kind of know the, we know the ins and outs and where it's a good fit and where it's not. One of the other things that makes us different is our software that we use. We feel like we have the best quoter in the industry. We have the only quoter that has AI technology where a producer, we can ask the computer to run through all of the data and place coverage in the different intervals and that gets rid of human error. That makes us very unique. Another thing is our customer service. We hear horror stories all the time from people that, hey, I signed up for PRF from somebody else. I don't know how my policy is doing. Can you help me out? Our agents, we send out reports at the end of every interval so a customer knows quickly if they're going to receive an indemnity for the interval that just passed. One of the other things that makes us different is the fact that, according to NOAA, we're the only agency that's been able to change rain data when we see a discrepancy by providing them with the information on rainfall amounts to help a customer if they're thinking that the rainfall final index number was inaccurate. We've actually worked with NOAA to get those numbers changed. That's pretty huge. 
It, it is for the customer, yeah. And this, we first started with an area in San Luis Obispo where it, they weren't going to receive any indemnity. And when Noah actually looked at it, they gave them a zero rainfall amount. They received the full amount. That's pretty drastic change. <laughs> yes, it, it was a, it was a great benefit to the customer and it actually happened two years in a row. So we, we know how to do that. Great. Well, thanks for providing all that info on WSR. Um, other than PRF, is there anything else before we wrap up here happening at WSR that you want to mention or talk about? Well, we are awfully excited that we've extended our reach and we've added some mid- Midwest agents to our fold. So we are trying to service as many ranchers as we can throughout the country. So we have now four or five agents that are specifically focused on the Midwest and those products and how we can help those individuals. That's awesome. Well, are they located you. in the Midwest? They are, yeah. They're in Kansas and Texas and Oklahoma, and we have reached out to new areas. That's great. We'll look forward to taking the podcast to the Midwest. Well, it's been great catching up with you. For those that don't have your contact info or know where to go, where can they reach out for more information? I know you have videos on this, explainers online. Where can they go? I think the first place to start would be our website, and that is wsrins.com. And on that site, they're going to see all of the products that are available, but you'll also find um, different tabs for ranch protection, livestock, apiculture, whatever you need. That would be a good starting point. Great. I know there's also a Facebook page if you want to keep up with it. Mm, Thank you. I forgot about our social media, but we do have the WSR Ranch Protection social media on Facebook and Instagram. Great. Well, we'll look forward to hearing more from those by following those pages. Thanks again for joining me, Matt. We'll be excited to hear from you in a few episodes or so. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate you having us. Yeah. Happy sales season. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this featured episode of WSR's unscripted podcast on Sorting Pen. Look for members of the WSR team, including Matt and others, to be at your local cattlemen's meetings coming up this fall. And look for them also to be in the trade show at convention at the end of the year which by the way, this year's convention is set for November 30th through December 2nd at the Nugget Resort Casino in Sparks, Nevada. More details about that are available on our website at calcattleman.org events. A new episode of Sorting Pin will be out in two weeks. We have a great lineup of interviews coming your way with interviews from CDFA on animal health issues, midterm election outlooks and updates, end of the year legislative recaps, and more. Subscribe on your favorite channel to not miss an episode. And I hope to hear from you soon with your ideas and feedback on the sorting pin. Give me a call at 916-444-0845. Talk soon.